17 minutes it is before 8 p.m. Now, if you want to eat wheat beaks and uh, or you uh, like series fruit juice and you pack it in the lunchbox uh, for the kids, uh, well, uh, you might do well, I guess, in the next few months or so to uh, check the packaging at the back uh, because you might find that uh, they uh, are going to be under new management. And this because uh, the uh, uh, brands which uh, fall under Pioneer Foods, uh, Pioneer Foods has now, uh, I guess, uh, or PepsiCo, I should say, has agreed to buy Pioneer Foods for about 24.4 billion rand, of course, subject to all manner of regulatory approvals, least of all uh, by the uh, Takeover Regulation Panel and the Competition Commission. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, it's set to uh, be one of the biggest investments in the post-apartheid period uh, in a South African uh, entity. And uh, this uh, igniting the push across the continent uh, for some of the local brands that we have here. Now, uh, Eugene Williamson, who's moving to Cape Town from PepsiCo's New York headquarters, is set to oversee the region. And uh, he has come out and said that the deal uh, gives uh, the uh, United States drinks giant a hub from which it can expand more aggressively uh, into sub-Saharan Africa. Now, PepsiCo has said the acquisition is going to be funded through a combination of uh, debt and cash and uh, has also been unanimously approved by the board of directors of both companies. And uh, I guess that then uh, opens the way and paves the way for this particular takeover, least of all on the part of the two parties, uh, to go underway. And uh, maybe, uh, I guess, if we also get the green light from some of those regulatory approvals, then you will be set to see, I guess, uh, some change uh, in uh, some of the information that one often finds at the back of uh, the box of uh, the wheat picks or even uh, the series fruit juice uh, that you pack in those lunch boxes. I'm joined on the line now to talk about this particular deal by Snesipo Manindra. She's a chartered accountant, market commentator and independent analyst. Snesipo, good evening to you on this Monday and uh, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure, Aya. So let's maybe start off here, and uh, many of our listeners will be familiar, I guess, with uh, some of the context here, because we did touch on the cautionary statement uh, that uh, came out uh, last week from uh, Pioneer Foods, and they said they, in all manner of negotiations here, uh, to uh, or which, of course, would have an impact on their share price, and they encourage people to exercise some caution uh, in uh, trading in their shares. And many people in the market, I guess, then uh, were assuming that uh, this might involve uh, Zeta Investments, which uh, is uh, based all the way out in Stellenbosch and uh, links closely uh, to the uh, PSG uh, empire or the PSG stable, if I can put it that way. And uh, clearly not, because a big giant here, PepsiCo, uh, coming into play and uh, agreeing to uh, buy Pioneer Foods for $24.4 billion. Yes. Um, so if you look at where Pioneer Foods are right now, um, uh, when I when I saw the cautionary uh, announced last week, I didn't think they. I think they were looking maybe to maybe restructure or add another brand. Mm. I didn't see the Pepsi transaction at all. I heard rumors about it on Thursday, but it was confirmed Friday morning. I was shocked because for me it didn't really make sense. Uh, makes sense because if you look at Pepsi's business, Pepsi is a soft drink and snack distributor. Mm. Whereas Pioneer goes through the full, is mostly known for wheat mm-hmm. and wheat related products. Um, specifically the White Star, Wheat Bix, etc. So that's what they're specifically known for. So for me, it was um, a, a bit of a shock. And, you know, Sasko Bread as well is a bit of a shock because it's not really in Pepsi Co's um, 
uh, brand. Mm. I mean, I guess for on the part of PepsiCo here, uh, does this signal some uh, kind of expansion? I mean, we do know that these are uh, quite a diversified, uh, you know, set of businesses that PepsiCo has as well, right from the sort of beverages through to uh, some of the crisps that people eat as well. Yes. Um, so basically, the reason why PepsiCo would look to do this is quite simple. They're buying shop space. Mm. distribution, that's what they're buying. Remember FMCG, it's all about your distribution network. And what PepsiCo wants, it, it wants those informal traders. That's who they want. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. who they want. Guys, you're buying distribution. I think I, I think a lot of people don't seem to understand the context of FMCG. A lot of people, you've got it, you've got these, the market is actually stratified in two main markets, specifically your retail and number two, your informal traders like your spaza shops. That actually makes it quite a significant and wholesale, which makes it quite a significant and for you, those a lot of those distribution networks were established um quasi to say during apartheid era and they can't be replicated right now mm. at all at mm. all. So that's what they want them to do. So I see them buying distribution networks like um is that, is that a continental at, play as well? I mean, just aside from the South African place, market, yeah. Distribution. Distribution. That's all you're buying. You're buying shelf space distribution network because it's, 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 it's too expensive to replicate. Mm. Really too expensive to replicate. So you're wanting, because what it does is that once you've got the retail, the distribution network, it means that you can go back, squeeze your suppliers even more, sure, sure. push for further discounts, and for further favorable payment terms, favorable shelf space, which then increases your sales. Mm. That's FMCG in a nutshell. Okay. So let's, well, let's pause there for a second and uh, take this brief break. But when we come back, I want us to take a look at uh, how this uh, particular deal has been funded uh, through a combination of uh, debt and cash. And uh, also, I guess, uh, the u- unanimity of uh, the approval by both uh, boards here and uh, more importantly what then stands in the way of this particular tie-up uh, actually emerging and uh, I guess those are some of the regulatory approvals but we'll come back to that on the other side of this brief break nine minutes it is before 8 p.m. and uh, we are into our business wrap and I'm joined by Snesi Pomanenjwa chartered accountant market commentator and an independent analyst and we're talking about PepsiCo's agreement to buy uh, uh, South Africa's pioneer foods for about 24.4 billion rand, I guess, uh, in order to benefit from the expansive distribution network as a platform to expand more aggressively into the sub-Saharan uh, African market. And Snesibo, before we went to the break, I guess uh, I wanted us briefly to speak about uh, uh, how this particular transaction uh, has been facilitated and uh, how this uh, acquisition has been funded through a combination of cash and debt. Just maybe explain some of the mechanics for us. Uh, the mechanics of this transaction is that they're looking to buy 100% of the issued share capital of Pioneer Foods, mm. i.e. all outstanding shares. And they're looking to do that via Section 114 scheme of arrangement, where they'll do a specific um, repurchase of the shares, calculated by a specific formula, which is a 110 rand, which is the 50% plus premium that they're prepared to pay. Um, so they're looking to fund it um, through, it's going to be enacted by the SA um, subsidiary called the Beverage Company. Mm. So the Beverage Company distributes Pepsi-Cola products as well as a couple other branded um, cola, 
products, you won't find them in checkers. You'll find them don around Vanberg Taxi Rank. Some of them you may not know. Like that's mm. our... That's our general deal. Yeah, <laughs> like in Miranda. Okay. Yeah, isn't those the Mountain Dew you know and the type. Yes, yes, yes. You know, yes, you know yes, those brands. Yes. You know yeah, those brands. So. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. so I, say, but, I, mean, I mean, I guess the other issue, and, and I like that you touched on sort of the uh, price at which they're going to acquire uh, that 110 rand a share. Many people have made quite a bit about uh, uh, the premium in relation to the current share price. But we've seen a pioneer, I guess, uh, hitting much higher share prices and even clearing that 200, uh, uh, the 200 rand mark threshold uh, around 2015 or so. Yes, but remember, Aya, pioneer, I told you, it's a wheat business. Remember when the, there was a drought yes. around then? So that affected imagine Zabo quite significantly. And the if you know the cereal branded products, which makes up about almost sixty percent of the total uh revenue revenue and um so so maize is about sixty percent of the revenue. So when things and it's it's a market where you can't because the consumer is very price conscious. Mm. It's not something where you can just pass on your increases sure. to them. Yeah. That's, that's problem number one. Number two, because e-retailers, wanna, specifically food retailers, are also struggling in this economy, uh, they also, from a price point of view, are also not willing to increase. Because remember, Pioneer is a supplier into that value chain mm. Mm. at the same time. So you are always going to be competing Sure. So even if you add, if you look at pioneers, John, from an analyst point of view, in maize is about sixty percent. The cereals are about twenty four percent. The other sixteen percent is the other products like so, and that specific drought, that's and all those things that happened, those specifically affected mm. their bottom line quite significantly. So what you need to look at this is the fact that for um, specifically for PepsiCo, this is a value buy. So, mm. although it's a premium to the current share price, they are actually, in effect, in terms of real value, are getting it at a sure, cheaper sure. price. So, I've got a tweet here from Mbilo Mamiza, and uh, he's asking, I guess, uh, something in in relation to this question that uh, that uh, or this issue that you're raising around a value buy, and he says uh, this uh, puts PepsiCo at the greatest chance to fairly compete with Coca-Cola SA after so many years of trying. But uh, he thinks that uh, the offer is an undervaluation of, uh, I guess, uh, Pioneer Foods and uh, whatever future value uh, they uh, might have. No. So, guys, Coca-Cola does not play games here. FMCG, I think people underestimate the brute brute competition it actually is. And specifically why Pepsi has never worked, Pepsi-Cola has never worked in SA. Number one, Coke from just a dominant perspective dominates the supermarkets by also not allowing competitors. Mm. So if you don't have the checkbook, yes, a cook, you're not going to get even shelf space. You're not going to be pre front and center. And they're willing to, in some cases, so what they do in FMCG, sometimes when you're trying to squeeze out, especially when you're trying to squeeze out a new competitor, you make a decision that I'm going to be okay with losing money just so I can kill you as oh. a competitor. Wow. It, it, it's, no, no, no. It's, it's how they get rid of competitors. It's, it's how they do it. And they also say, okay, guys, begin a shop ride, check us, Willie. If you put Pepsi near us, 
we will no longer distribute through you. Mm. Mm, mm. It's FMCG, guys. I wish people yeah. understood the so level of competition. The other dimension, I guess, uh, and and, and uh, I think you're spot on when you come when it comes to some of the FMCG plays because we do know uh, even in the in the space of uh, you know some of the stronger stuff, uh, if you think about A, uh, AB and Bev and uh, SAB, uh, many of those issues around distribution and uh, barriers to entry for newer entrants uh, have uh, sat before the competition authorities. Uh, but uh, I guess the other thing that is of interest for me here is. Uh, uh, how unanimously approved this was uh, by both uh, boards of directors of both companies, which uh, brings me, I guess, to, to the issue of Zeta Investments and uh, PSG, which uh, I guess were uh, quite a prominent shareholder in uh, Pioneer Foods here. Uh, why do you think with uh, so much unanimity they were able to come to the party and say, PepsiCo, you can take uh, this uh, particular asset, one of our most prized assets, and uh, do they really need some of that money to, I guess, uh, free themselves up from some of the debt? about the debt, um, Ayabonga, you have to look at it this way. Where was the growth going to come from? Look at the share performance of, of Pioneer over just the last six months. It only shot up now. It hasn't been really moving. If you are PSG, who is going to buy you out? You can't rely on another competitor because competition commission will not allow for it. Mm. You're already on the bottom end of the valuation cycle because you had the shares where it was still 200 rand. This is a way to crystallize your losses and also to take the money off the table. It's, it's a very, very simple. Where was the growth going to come from? Who you were going to buy to? This, and also it's about the execution ability. E, PepsiCo do not compete directly with Pioneer in any food category besides the juice aspect, the series juice and mm, the lipton IT. Mm. So it's not a... So from an execution perspective you're roughly very easily going to go through ComCom. Takeover regulation panel, you easily filter. Remember, takeover regulation panel is about protecting the minority interest, yes. minority shareholder interest. So you say 50% premium, like it is what it is. You're not going to say no to that. That's why it was unanimous. Mm. So they looked at, it was quite well thought out in that, like I said, if you unpack, they're buying self space they are buying self space. Barriers of entry are very, very, very high. You have to you have to perspectively think about this way. Pepsi is what is a global conglomerate and they couldn't crack SA South Africa as a market because Coca Cola dominates. Mm. That is the power of high barriers of entry. You can have as big a checkbook as you like. But when your economy is structurally in manufactured in such a way that excludes the participation or includes the participation of new entrants, it always means that the dominant players, even if a big international big brother would come along, they have no way of competing. And that's the issue of PepsiCo and sorry, PepsiCo in South Africa and why they never competed with Coca-Cola. They do well on the simple chips and the snack side, but still at the same time, they nowhere near, if you look at their performance and their market share here, they nowhere near what they usually perform in if you look at countries like India and the USA mm. in terms of market share, and that's because the South African economy is structurally there, excludes the participation of new entrants. It's quite simple. Snezibo, we'll have to leave it there and really, as always, appreciate uh, your insights and uh, sharing those with us here on uh, Metro FM Talk. That there was Snezibo Maninjwa, Chartered Accountant, Market Commentator and Independent Analyst uh, joining us uh, this evening as part of our business wrap conversation. And of course, it seems that uh, the road has been paved and made very clear 
for the same guys, uh, I guess, uh, who uh, make your knickknacks to also be making your wheat picks. What do you make of that? 